Y'all have been talking about bombs for like 10 minutes, and we could have been spent all this time on globular breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just saying! Buckkeep Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 59, Fool's Fate, chapters 20 through 24, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. Oh, it's me next, isn't it? Yep. Uh, I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader. I'm Eli, and I'm a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. And I'm Joey, a first-time audiobook listener. Okay, so Alyssa's not here with us because she's got bigger fish to fry, but we wish her luck. She will be back next episode. And uh, before we start, I did want to do a shout out from the mailbag. I wanted to shout out our listener, Cam, who is listening to the spoiler sections, even though they are not done reading the series, and has thusly been spoiled. So, Cam, stop. Why? (laughs) Yeah, Cam. (laughs) Why would you do that? You were in the dark like me. You were warned. Okay, so um, before we start, also heads up that we have some uh, content warnings for torture and suicidal thoughts in this section. And our next section will also have, will continue the content warnings for more torture and some body horror and some PTSD. Oh, body so, horror. God. Hooray. So, hooray. <laughs> um, I would like to say it's worth it, but honestly, if it's not your thing, you know check the tags um and with that all right you guys since i left us on the cliffhanger last week i'm starting us off with chapter 20 called corridors the chapter opens with a tale from cockle and allegedly there was a dark-haired dark-eyed oracle that lived in oslovyal and stayed young forever but then again it might have been a mother house of oracles that carried over generations either way such an old tale no one really knows which and whoever the oracle was she accepted animal sacrifices and would toss their guts into the air and then read your fortune. It sounds pretty neat. Um, so, all right. We left off with Fitz and the Fool down in the belly of the glacier, having just seen an orb that belonged to her. And they realize there are doors, almost invisible, carved into the ice walls, and there are slits that they can peer through. And it turns out that they found a dungeon, and inside this one particular uh, dungeon are forged humans including Riddle and Hest. We knew things didn't turn out very good for them, so poor buds. Uh, They have a debate about what to do, but Fitz is adamant that there is nothing to be done, and to try anything would leave them prey to these soulless savage creatures inside of the cell. Womp womp. So they carry on down a well-used corridor, passing more dungeons. The one holding a woman and a girl was the most upsetting to Fitzy. They follow the orbs until they come to a junction with three choices, straight ahead, down, or up. They realize they can hear the ocean from the lower path, so they follow the sounds. And they arrive to what seems to be the boat access previously discussed by others before they had gotten to the island. And alas, there are no boats to be found, and ice water does not seem great for swimming. So, defeated, 
The fool busts out the apricot brandy and bread because that's also what I do when I feel despair and dread. I just get drunk and I eat, I eat carbs. So <laughs> they have a little sad sack snacky poo and then they decide it's now time to go back up where the fool believes they'll find ice fire. Fitz seems to think that it will go up and out and the fool is like, no, you dumb dumb. We are going to die here. And he doesn't say it, but you know, that's like exactly what he's thinking. And he's super over Fitz's optimism and all of this. Um, so the fool thinks it's pointless and Fitz says, if we're going to end here under the ice of Oslovial, then I'm going to see this damnable dragon that made us come all this way. And so are you. So they go up trudging along and the poor fool is so tired and miserable that Fitz lets, <laughs> lets him have the rest of the brandy, but he won't let him sit down because he knows that he'll never get back up. And so the poor thing says he's, he knows he's headed to his death and that he's terrified and it truly is the most pathetic image of the fool, just wet and cold and gnashing on his old bread and just like, please let me sit down. And he says, I'm too close to the end. I've had glimpses of this, but never clear ones. And now all I know is that I must go on and that every step I take leads me closer to my death. I'm terrified. To which Fitz replies, welcome to human existence. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought is like the funniest line in the series. Um, <laughs> so zing. Uh, tired as hell, but still got them quips, old Fitzy. So up and up and up they go, and finally they come to the dragon, and he's the size of at least two ships encased in ice. They find a crudely bored tunnel that someone dug straight towards his heart. Fitz leaves the fool to crawl down it, and he ends up finding a little set of tools in the spot where someone had tried to penetrate the dragon's scales to no avail. Uh, he wit senses the dragon for a moment, but then it's gone again. He collects the tools and goes back to the fool who had eaten some more carbs and passed out, which I also think is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Fitz snuggles up with him and they sleep for who knows how long and he's woken up by his own chattering and he forces the fool up as well. And they're frozen stiff and the fool wants no more trying, saying, please, a quiet death, a slide into it. Alas, they descend from the dragon chamber, sucking ice off the wall for water and basically falling their way down it. As they debate which way they should go at this point, gasp, it's the black man. He's wearing black. He's got black hair. He's got black eyes. He's got black skin and his hands are crossed across his chest, which mostly just makes him even creepier. It makes me feel like he's some kind of weird vampire or something. Um, <laughs> the black man starts to flee and the two sad sacks chase after him. Uh, Fitz says that he's not real and that he's magic and just a trick of some kind, but the fool says he's important. And so they slip inside their way after him. And I just feel like it's got to be like when you play Mario and you're in an ice world and his feet are just kind of like running and he's just sliding all over the place and you can't <laughs> direct him at all. And so they're running and running and running and there's twists and turns and all that. And blammo, it's an ambush. And I mean, are they surprised at all? Every time they chase this guy, doesn't seem to be good stuff. So as a group of men of ar at arms fall upon them, the black man disappears again, because that's what he does. And Fitz gets one slice at someone with his knife where they slam his uh, head into the ice and then everything goes white. Yeah, he's a bit like like a white rabbit. Like he's, he's just yeah. like a lure. He well, and at this point, it's still kind of hard to tell whose side he's on. I mean... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So, as a person who really dislikes winter and ice and cold. This whole thing, yeah, I agree. It's like the most <laughs> miserable possible setting for somebody to lose their life in. That's for damn sure. Especially that description of them trying to go down the stairs and someone had put, like, like some sand, but it had melted, and so it was still slippery. I was like, "This is what it's like to go down the stairs of the subway every winter." 
And you know, he's still missing a shoe, so you know at some point he's stepping in like a puddle that gets his pants all wet and his foot's all just like a frozen Uh, nub at this point. And if it's like a, if it's one of those like kind of circular staircases, there's like even less to like hang on to or, you know? Right. You can't even like zigzag your way across. It's another tactic of mine to stay upright. (laughs) I can't even imagine <laughs> running around in an ice cave with no shoe on one foot. With no traction. Right. With and not being well, able like to your feel foot your is foot. Be like numb you can't... and just nothing. It's just yeah. gonna be like a oh, yeah. stump. And honestly, you know, when your appendages you get that it. cold, it kind of hurts. It's like it's numb, but it also kind of hurts. Right, and but I do think that he might be the most equipped person in the, in the story to deal with that because he has like that wolfishness where he's like, well, I can't change this, so I might as well just accept it and move on. The Whereas squirrel. I would be like, I don't have a shoe. I would be like, no, I'm gonna lose my foot. <laughs> no, the fool prefers. A I would nice, have sat down like eighty degree day, and he's trapped mm-hmm. in the fucking ice tunnel. Yeah, but they got the snuggle together and. I don't think it, it counted. They were so cold. I like <laughs> there was no joy. The, in I it. have to. The the <laughs> little the nut bread that the fool brought seems nicer and tastier than Lembus bread. I will put that out there because it had nuts <laughs> in it. Everything that the Out Islanders brought with them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was well, not certainly, sure. certainly, yeah. Apricot brandy and some nice like nutty bread. That's <laughs> way better than fish cakes and. <laughs> Fish cakes, water. fish paste, fish oil, oh. fish wine, gruel, mm. <laughs> fish gruel, an iceberg. There's a fish winery. In the lee of a picturesque <laughs> iceberg, is a small, unpretentious winery, one who pampers its fish like its own babies. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <Ashley>. Ew. <laughs> I do like that. I mean, if I if I was also at the bottom of there, first off, I think it was very much like a video game, like ice castle, like level. <laughs> yeah, because you have to go through all the different areas. It's like, okay, I found the dungeons. Okay, this is what this is. Yeah, it's like, like getting your bearings. Find the boss chamber. Yeah, but I also would be like, I'm gonna go see the fucking dragon. Let's do it. Like nothing else to do. Yeah, I definitely. I'm kind of with Fitz. Like, if I'm gonna die down here, I'm gonna see what I came for at least. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was a good argument. It was like, let's mm-hmm. not give up. There's a fucking dragon, right? But then the whole tunnel—I don't—that whole thing seemed suspect. Like, one, who did that? Two, they make the point of saying, like, why were they going for its heart versus its head? Like, were they maybe afraid that the dragon would still be aware enough to try to eat them, snarf them? But then they clearly couldn't right. get through all of the scales. And, like, what kind of clown thought that they could just go and, like, poke a, poke a little, like, knife <laughs> under a dragon scale and, like, get in? He don't mind. He don't mind. Just get in there. Do you remember in Dragonheart when he has to, like, pull his scales apart in order to get stabbed? Yeah. Sean Connery as a dragon. You guys remember that movie? I, it was terrible. Yes, it was bad. I feel like I've seen it once in my life. I do remember the voice. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> just still more than anyone else needs to watch it. Oh. Uh, what else happens? Oh, oh, the the okay. So the people in the dungeon. So we found Riddle and Hast. They have been forged, and Sad face. we found a woman and a girl. 
Mm-hmm. And this is like this brings back that conversation uh, that that Fitz and the Fool had about someone who's forged because, you know, Fitz has had to deal with forged ones before, you know, one on one alone with his poisoned bread and, you know, saving that or not being able to save that baby in the woods and like all those terrible things that happened to him in the first trilogy. Oh, God, and the baby and the baby. I don't remember a forged baby. Forged. Uh, there wasn't a forged baby. There was a forged one eating a baby. Yeah. There was oh a, yeah. God. Yeah, I blocked that out. <laughs> did that? Did that? Yeah. We don't need to go into detail on that. Yeah, but it's just you Speaking know, body horror. It, the fool's asking for what any normal person would feel, which is empathy. Like, can we save these people? Sure. And Fitz is like, no. And like, there He's is like, no uh-uh. good choice. Yeah. Kill them or leave them to you know die in this hole. They're no longer people. Well, They're just bodies at this point. Like, right. You have to disassociate. But it's it's hard. To like, I just kill them. I just kill them. It's hard to convey that to someone who doesn't have the wit, who can't sure feel that they're really not there. Because also, the fool feels the same way. Like, remember, he can't sense the fool with the wit either. So true. But obviously, completely different situation. But yeah, the fool hasn't tried to you... rip his appendages off and eat them. So. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you like explain that to someone who doesn't even have like a point of like have a reference point? There's zombies. I mean, essentially, they don't have zombies there, though. That's not a point of reference that they could use. <laughs> you could describe <laughs> zombies to them and then tell them that's what they. <laughs> <laughs> One time, I had a dream about these people who walk around. <laughs> And their flesh or is maybe you say the word zombie to the fool, and the fool's like, "Oh yeah, we have those." That's where I come from, <laughs> you know what that is? Are there no zombies in this universe? I think we have forged ones. Like that's about forged it. ones yeah. are zombies. Yeah, I guess that's it. See, I think of them as like the stone men from that other series. Oh. The stone men who can swim really good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we have the black man again. We got a nice description of him this time. He's like, he's like, like legit black, all black. It's like solid. a kid took a marker, a black marker, and then drew a person <laughs> and colored it in all with the same marker. Yes. He is. He's still black. no name though. He's got long hair. My problem is nose. like the thought of somebody in all black, like black skin. And I'm talking like, and again, like Crayola marker colored black. Like, does he have whites of his eye? Because that would make it so much creepier if he was entirely black. I think he said that his eyes were black, right? Right, but but that's like she has blue eyes. It doesn't mean my whole eye is blue. It means I have blue irises. Oh, right, right. Yeah, like Burrage has black eyes. Right. This man is just a completely black, all black. He's like... He's just a shadow. Yeah. Yeah, that would I like be kind to of picture cool. him dressed as a ninja with like kind of like drapey clothing, <laughs> but like <laughs> you know, utilitarian pantaloons. You don't think? Yeah, I guess he wasn't wearing like winter gear. You don't know. He's just wearing like he's wearing a Hawaiian ropes. shirt that's all black and shorts. <laughs> black, on all. black on black on <laughs> black. Just embroidered leaves instead of. It's yeah. slightly, <laughs> slightly blacker leaves on, on black. 
field. It's just a textural <laughs> Hawaiian shirt. She's like, it's balmy out here. <laughs> yeah, it, it is weird. But it's like the, the fact that like it's very important that he is the black man, which is capitalized. Right. And like so he's not like a dark skin I mean, he is literally dark skinned, but he's not like a like a brown person or a black person. He's the black man. Right. Like, there's something not not regular about but about like if him. the if the fool could be all white then like who's to say there aren't people that could be all black right correct so um i know that joey has written a very long a very long it's, summary it's no, not, right, let's get to listen, it listen so i'm it, feeling it's... i feel like we should move on to chapter 21 while we still can uh, <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get through it we're gonna make time it's gonna be it's going to be great. Here, let me put my okay, cursor Joey. right where you're reading. Is it right there? <laughs> <laughs> I can see Ooh. right through it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> In the <laughs> realm of the pale woman, or totally globular dude. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so, <laughs> I'm I realized... so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> This chapter was actually heavily illustrated by Jenny Slife, and you can actually... I don't know that heavily illustrated means two drawings, but okay. (laughs) That's more than anybody else in this podcast has drawn of this chapter, so... True. There are very detailed, good illustrations by Jenny on her Instagram, Jenny Slife. Faceless Frey. That's your advertisement. I'll expect my payment. You know how to find me. I'll find you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the intro is about a say trap. Wait, you have to do your content warning, please. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, the content warning is that this chapter contains torture, and I'm just going to say etc., which is also kind of torture. So, um, but we'll get to the etc. later. Um, the the intro is about a say trap. Asclepsius. <laughs> I, I heard it and then I wrote it and they don't sound the same now, but some dude, a satrap from Jamalia, a city that I still know nothing about, bought manuscripts from the priests of Sa, from the school of magical white prophets, and worked with a student there to decode some of the manuscripts until sending him, you know, he bought his freedom. I guess he was a slave or something. And sent him to Chalcid. And I just... Usually I kind of understand why the intros are important, but I... You left I, out the most important part of the intro. No, I didn't. Have, yeah. No, didn't. no what? <laughs> Lies. What? 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 Okay. <laughs> Please hold. <laughs> Is there a quote? I don't remember this either. It says... Um... It is rumored, however, that the satrap's fondness for the writings was instrumental in winning the aid that he offered to a young boy of strangely pale mien who wrangled oh, yes. his way into a hearing with the satrap. It's, it's, so is it the fool? Sounds like. It's the fool. Okay, I see, I thought that, but then I was like, I don't want to presume. <laughs> Look, we're new readers. All we do is presume. <laughs> so, yeah, you have, you have foresight, Rachel. Is, so why so, is that important? Is is Clepius Costco's dad? I believe Must so. Be. Yes. I believe so. It was the okay. fool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> <right, laughs> <right, laughs> <right, laughs> clearly. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so that that's why that was important. <laughs> yes, that was that was the fool. I'm not lying when I said I suspected it. Okay, that I thought about it and I was like, maybe it's not because it seems like it's the past. Two sentences in, it's for doing so good. Shut up. <laughs> so the satrap of the time was really interested in these prophecies, and he met the fool, and the fool's charming and knows all the prophecies, so he helped him, and that is how he got to the six duchies. Get north, how he yeah. Got get more to, north. So he got ch- to Chalcid. Um, Great place to be. Everyone holidays there. Is that the is that the acid place? That's the desert that's place the, with the slaves. That's that with all the slaves. Cool. Yeah, no cool. good. All right. We don't uh, like I it. thought that was Pharaoh, but no, Pharaoh is part of the six duchies. <laughs> okay. And is not in fact a desert, despite the misspelling the, of the despite name. Despite the fact that I would <laughs> like it to be. Uh, <laughs> um, so Fitz is sort of fading in and out of consciousness um, when he is brought to the throne room of a megalomaniac complete with <laughs> glorious magnificent wall tapestries that would make even Galadriel regret not taking the ring from Frodo a colorless woman holding a sword in hand and foot appropriately crushing a man's throat terrible and beautiful she'll shake the foundations of the earth and your heart that's right <laughs> we're in the realm of the pale woman OG AF and you may now clap. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in the chamber, overhead is a very glassy ceiling of ice, I'm assuming. And there's the outline of ice fire, just to give you a sense of, of what's around. Um, and the, the pale woman, she names ice fire her, her ultimate foe. Um, and in uh, Elsa, or, or rather the Pale Woman's throne room, is gathered a large audience of her sovereign, the Out-Islander men. They're furred up and smelly, and they're stoic. Um, Fitz describes them as abused animals that their will is just trampled on. Um, among them was Henja the Hoe, and none of us are shocked. <laughs> And Henja will Henja will come back in a minute. Um, now Fitz describes the pale woman's ethereal aspect in regards to that of the fools. She's wearing the finest, whitest shit you can imagine, <laughs> and she looks cool as hell. There's diamond silver glittering like a bouse with skin on display, and Fitz is, I'm very sad to say, reading the whole goddamn menu. <laughs> Her throne is situated in front of a block-headed, malformed stone dragon, considerably larger than Verity Dragon, but not quite as large as Icefire. And she's got some wretched hostages shackled up right on the dragon, as it uh, allegedly was slowly sapping them of their humanity, and then Fitz kind of for a minute wonders, how do you do that? Like, all the stone dragons he's encountered were made consensually. And this is a non-consensually made dragon. Um... In a lesser ice throne, uh, lesser than to the, the pale woman's throne. Way lesser. Way lesser. <laughs> it was described as a throne. Um, was shackled up a kebble, a kebble raw bread, the original doughboy from season one. <laughs> <laughs> and he is a mess. He's gross looking and Fitz suspects he's been eating human flesh. 
Um, because, and uh, and, she, and for a second, Fitz is like skilling at him, and I'm just like, don't do that, don't do that. Um, and he can tell that most of his humanity has been sapped. Um, the pale woman speaks her bile. She admitted that raw bread was ruined by Verity's dragon. Failing her, this... Uh, failing her, this is what... Failing her, this is what became of him. She asks Fitz if this is how stone dragons are made by the farseers. Attention is then shifted to the fool, and she deems him, quote-unquote, the false prophet, and refers to him as beloved. And she reminisces of how white he was and describes him as a confection of a child, which is exactly how no one should ever describe a child ever for any reason. (laughs) (laughs) Do not do that. In a touching moment, the fool apologizes to Fitz, um, sadly. Um, And then the, the trilogy is now headlining... The trilogy's headlining villain begins monologuing, and the audience's eyes just glaze over because we know it's coming. But there is some important information here. There, the, she mentions the piebalds being a pawn in her game, and they smelled like filth because the animals, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, uh, she is, like, way into fits, and we're all just like, piss off, ghost! Because um, <laughs> she's white, you know. The fool calls to Fitz to stay the course before they're taken to their separate holding cells for an indeterminate amount of time. Um, for days, possibly even weeks pass. Um, <laughs> we don't know, right? We don't know. That's how I. That's how I receive. I don't think that. it's that long. Yeah, I, I think it's like okay. three hours. Yeah, I think it's a few hours. <laughs> it just feels. It feels like a long time. <laughs> he was time there. dilation. I it went forever. <laughs> he wasn't eating, so yeah, I guess it, it couldn't have been for that long. Um, finally, Fitz is recollected, rebound, and brought to the pale woman's bedchamber. When Fitz arrives, the pale woman is emerging from a wash tub. She's displayed her bare body to Fitz. And the most disturbing line <laughs> I have ever listened to yet that I must share with you again. Actually, I'm not going to. I'm just going to say, insert globular boob quote. <laughs> That's all you need. Thank you, Robin. Um, she was then robed and groomed publicly, taking visible pleasure in it by Henja. Um, and then she scorns the guards for making sure, for not making sure that Fitz was washed, which, you know, let's be honest, Fitz has needed someone to tell him to take a bath <laughs> for most of the last last six books he's been in. So we can kind of appreciate that bit. Um, after she berates him for being smelly in an attempt to shame him, which is futile because Fitz left his dignity in the cold dead body the first time that he died. So we're like, he's Fitz is like way like beyond that point. Um, so yeah, you can't, you can't do that to Fitz. He begrudgingly washes himself. And then she watched him quote unquote, like a cat watches a bird because this, it wouldn't be, you know, it, it, if it, like wiggling her butt, wiggling her butt. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to know. I like cats. I don't think of them sexually in this way, <laughs> and I don't think we. Sh- I don't think. I don't think we should celebrate a description of making that weird chirpy noise with her mouth. Don't just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, where is the fool? We don't know. Um, we don't know. Fitz can't see him. Doesn't know where he is. Um, but it is time to dine and wine um, on P- 
pigmentless dishes. I, 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 there's a whole bunch. There's an array of dishes that we know it's white wine. It's sort of an obsession of hers, I guess. Um, the atmosphere is then described as intimate. She asks Fitz if she reminds him of the fool and then asks him, do you love him? Do you believe that he is the white prophet? Uh, so he's told him, um, Fitz says, continuing to play the dullard, which is kind of Fitz's known specialty, um, <laughs> which I'm reminded of Fitz, you know, master assassin kind of being like, I'm not telling her anything. I will play stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> the pale woman explains that the true white prophets should actually stay white. And turning amber is kind of like a no-go for their kind. It means something's off. Um, Fitz's awareness of her body now throws him off balance. Yet again, the pale woman continues the monologue. The drug muffin, etc., all her designs. Then she goes on to explain that her kind was doomed to die out unless they went out into the world and got busy making kitties with the commoners. Um, the pale woman then tells Fitz that she wants to undo the fool's mischief of trying to restore the dragons, whereas she understands that you gotta pit human against human to maintain balance. So there, that's how they're diametrically opposed. And you gotta admit it, she kind of makes a good argument because dragons are kind of scary. Um, so <laughs> she moves... This is where things get a little spicy. She moves closer to... <laughs> She moves closer to Fitz. Um, she tells him her parents were human, blah, blah, blah. She the, uh, She's the one who restrained the Out-Islanders. What? Uh, and silver-tongued she was, and Fitz thinks about tasting it. And we're all just kind of like, whoa, 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 Grandpa, you told me this wasn't a kissing book. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, good, uh... We're talking about Regal's trading plans for some reason with the Out-Islanders <laughs> and how the Fool ruined those plans. Wasn't the Fool like a little kid at that point? I don't know. Um, twisty, twisty words. Regal would have come to become a great ruler and the Farseers would have died out. Um, and that's kind of where this lie train is sort of headed. I, I'm having trouble following how these are supposed to be good arguments, but this is where she's going with it. Fitz is sort of seeing through it and kind of being like, you're kind of bullshitting me and I can kind of see it. Um, now, this is the point. I have to warn you. This is where this is where the real trigger warning comes. I, I really, I beg everyone to steal their resolve to what you're about to hear. This is, this is, it's, it's going to be very disturbing and I just want you to be forewarned. Um, the pale woman wants him. She tells him as much. She wants Fitz to be her catalyst and offers to be everything to Fitz. Everything that the fool cannot be. She's, the kissing starts. The kissing is started. Lust fills Fitz's animal mind. Whoops. <laughs> We're in the throes of passion now. She tells him that they would have beautiful kids. And, and, and Fitz goes like red hot nuclear. Because that, <laughs> that is the thing you tell Fitz to get him ready. And it's like access granted. The clothes come off. We are reminded of the heft of her breasts yet again as she holds them up in like a cartoonish absurdity to <laughs> offer to Fitz. And if that wasn't enough, she just like spread eagle, like opens her legs and she's like going to give it up to Fitz. And it's like, come and get it, wolf boy. And it's just, 
It's it's the worst poor dog. It's 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 the worst. I'm so glad Alyssa <laughs> isn't here for this chapter. <laughs> when she said she wasn't She's gonna, gonna, gonna be here, I was kind of like, section. that's. I I think she made a good decision. I couldn't not cover this material. This is this is important <gasps> material. <laughs> and now now I'm going to grace you with a quote because <laughs> I want you to know how bad it was, and I want you to suffer through what I suffered through, reader. <laughs> She she stood and lifted her robe over her head and let it drop to the floor beside the couch. The silken shift followed it. She stood before me, letting the the yellow light of the brassiere play over her body. Golden light touched her whiteness, gliding the curves of her body and her face. Her white breasts were round and heavy. She lifted them to show me, weighing them in her hands, (laughs) inviting me to taste them. Slowly, she sank down beside me and then leaned back, opening her arms and her thighs to me. Come to me. I know everything you have ever wanted, and I will give it all to you. So, that's Okay, but I want to point out that you have left out the worst part. When Fitz says, and I showed her what I had to offer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I may have left that out on purpose, surprisingly. <laughs> He didn't. Th- no, he didn't. Uh, he didn't show her. She like yeah, it, was, it was described as like he, she looked down to see what he had to offer. Yeah, and he was like, "I'm not," because I'm smart. And then, and no, then, I'm and then, sure funny. I mean, he was hold wearing on, a gown, so it's not like he needed to lift anything to show her. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Okay, you don't go to that. Listen, this we're we'll get there. We'll get there, but I don't think I don't think Fitz had anything to show her. I, think I stood was... and fumbled my garments out of the way. She dropped her eyes to see what I would offer her. So he moved his garments out of the way. Just what saying. a whore! <laughs> but okay, that's disturbing. Then, but that's not. I would choose not to read it that way. I would choose to read that he was playing a part. No, he was super but, in it, and then he snaps himself out of it. But for a moment, he was <laughs> up in it. <laughs> so that I don't. As a matter of speaking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So I don't know what causes the change to happen. Maybe it's he just he seems to have these moments of lucidity where he's just like, "Fuck no!" And so he's just sort of like he flips and he's like. Boom! The skill walls go up, and Fence launches himself at her, and he puts his knee in her belly, and his hands around her neck, and and uh, <laughs> there's a rebound. She's like pushing him back. Um, her freakish strength is like repelling him with like the raw violence. His, his you know, Fence's raw violence, and the guards just kind of land on him, and he start he throws this hot brazier that he landed on after she pushed him off him and he just throws it uselessly at them um and then the fitz rage ends with a guard having a broken collarbone and then fitz has like a hunk of another guard's ear in his mouth and mm-hmm. he's also somehow managed to have his own arm just completely wrenched out of its socket um and then the fitz uh, is able to see a glimpse of the fool who's strung up against the wall with his rooster crown mockishly pushed on his head and he looks, he's completely miserable looking, and he's had, he's been forced to watch this terrible performance the whole time. 
Um, and then Fitz, Fitz yells out to him, I tried! Just <laughs> sadly, and, you know, like, clearly he's failed. Um, and then later, they're, they're immediately bro- both brought to her throne room, and Fitz Misery's, like, kind of sulking out loud, and everyone could hear it. The pale woman sentences the fool to take the place on the dragon of someone else and the and then we find that the the, the fool's this is the fate the fool's fate um that he is to have all of his his humanity pulled out of him and fed to this shitty blockheaded dragon piece by piece um and then uh finally the pale woman offers fits the ultimate ultimatum ever uh she she says bring bring her ice fire's head and Fitz may collect whatever remains left of the fool and make haste because the fool is it is being slapped sapped piece by piece um of all his memories and everything and it's up to Fitz now to go and do that and it's interesting because um she sort of makes this point about like listen all the chips are lined up for you to do this one thing she says you're, she's like dutiful can get married um you know shade will be happy she seems to know that she's lined up everything perfect in order for this to happen and i think that that's a very important piece of information for us to know that she that she has been working towards this moment uh to, to where she pits the the fits against this task and then um, the fool kind of piteously begs uh, Fitz not to do it. He just says, "Please, please, whatever you do, don't don't kill Icefire." So the Fitz is kind of put up against that entire like body of material as to why he should do it, and then against that is just the fool begging him, kind of piteously strung up against the dragon, saying not to do it. And that's where we leave Fitz at the end of this chapter. Happy times. Nice. Whew. Yeah. Why didn't he throw her in into the fire? Why didn't he just pick her up? Because she's her stupid face. She's strong. She's strong, she's just like the fool him. is freakishly strong. She's strong and she's hot. <laughs> she had those globular boobs to protect her. Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. I have I have a question, and I don't think that it necessarily has any uh, strong evidence, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do we think that yeah. she's pregnant? No. no. With Rob Red's child? With a child. With a child. I don't think so cuz she was Why, trying she to get had, pregnant from She Fitz. had a sloped belly. She didn't have a flat belly. No, she, she had like a womanly. She yeah. had, well, when belly. he need her, it said that she had a rounded belly and she did an awful lot of talking about giving him a child. Oh, yeah. yeah but I, I think mean, she would maybe. have to get Pregnant. I would make the mm-hmm. argument that I also have a rounded belly, but I'm not pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, mean, I, I think she was just stroking her belly, being like, "Put a baby in me." Yeah. Oh God. That's I mean, it's disgusting. she could she could be, but if if, if she just eaten all that white food, so you know, it was there's, a little there's bit really rough. no strong evidence. I just yeah. was curious if anybody. I'm else just like, that. who would she have scrumped with to to have? Yeah, because like Robert's been chained been chained up to that. The, well, and she clearly does not fuck like with dirty people, years. so that's out, right? <laughs> because she said that she said that Rob Red was was altered by Verity, and that was sixteen years ago. So I don't I don't think she was doing the dirty with a forged guy. 
Well, that and she doesn't have any respect for him because he failed her. So I don't feel like she would have. Yeah, fifteen years. It seems like a long gestation period. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I don't know. I don't know about this character. I. She's like. I don't know. Like she's berating. Well, I think. I think it, this is again. You know, whenever Fitz is being a victim of skill of someone skilling at him, it's like this. You kind of don't realize that it's not his own thoughts mm-hmm. until he shakes it off until he's like wait this is nonsense yeah which is something i've always liked about her writing yeah because you're just like whoa what is happening yeah. oh oh okay i get you're it you're like oh my god are you really it's that subtle. hard up that you're gonna go for this woman and it's like oh wait, no, <laughs> you're just stupid <laughs> but also well yay, to be fair he skill. wasn't really thinking about putting skill walls up because he his he skill hadn't been working true right hmm so what caused him to put the walls up? Did he, did he, did he, I didn't catch this. I think the this, thought of I... lying with her is what, uh, in the parlance of, of a fantasy novel, was, you know, the uh, no of his <laughs> light bulb moment. He's like, boobs, ah! And then just, <laughs> he's like, those are some nice boobs. Boobs, ah! <laughs> like those are some nice boobs but oh i also love that we got the detail that we were provided by miss hob about this character when she also lets us know that the, the curtains match the drapes i'm like really do we need to yes. know this <laughs> the curtains. and the detail. color of her nipples the yeah. slight rosiness to the nipples yes oh good god <laughs> that shit's not all white that's like i don't know the shit about fits i know so oh, I like it was just woman? peculiar level detail for this woman <laughs> Maybe she, like, had too much of respect for the fool to really let us know all the details of, like, his coloration. So she's just like, oh, well, I'll just, just like, use this but, as an opportunity so to know. fill everybody fill everybody in. Fool's nips are rosy. <laughs> fool definitely has white, has uh, matching pubes. So just, uh... oh. I, I think the, um, the, the, the bad guys are, they're just all a little bit cartoonish. You know, they're just, oh, they're yeah. just really bad. They're, you, yeah. you know, you really you want to hate them. Well, the real Regal, bad guy Kenneth, fits his own incompetence. Pale woman. <laughs> What'd you say, Rachel? So, I said the real bad guy fits his own incompetence. <laughs> fits that's, his lust. That's always his constant obstacle. But I mean, it does it it does prop up kind of Regal's story because he was getting extra help, he was getting outside help because he was so bad from our point of view at what he was doing that it really didn't make sense that he was able to like hold on to all that power true yeah but he was so dumb you would have thought that he would have slipped up and we would have heard him talk about a woman or something at some point but did he he really get to hear yeah i don't think he knew about it i think she just knew the strings to pull he wanted money i see yeah because he was he was partying all the time and needed money and was like stripping the castle so he's he sold a lot of those scrolls what so okay i need i i guess we don't have answers yet but what she says about the fool changing color and how she's remaining white there's something one she's a racist (laughs) (laughs) it makes me wonder if he's gonna turn into another black man like if he's (gasps) on some path to be her complete opposite so what do you know about how the fool changes? The fool changes every time he has like a like a mini flu, right? right. He gets the flu and then he gets itchy and then his skin like peels off snake. and he's darker. 
Yes. He's just allergic to humanity. Yeah, but why does that happen? Why does it happen? When does it happen? I can't remember every time it happened. Oh my god. <laughs> it's whenever isn't it like isn't it like after he's had a fight with I was him? that's what I was about to say. I'm like, <laughs> it seems to always be when he's in an argument, but okay. <laughs> So that really then Fitz sad. will feel sorry for him and come and comfort him, and then they'll be fine. Maybe it's it, it every time on the Fitz makes and, a uh... big decision that changes the course of something. I don't know. I I I like Ashley's prediction. I think he's I think he's on a course to become that. Eli, what I did think... you say? Oh, I was just pointing out that it ch- the change happened when he was in uh, the. Oh, what are those books life called? Ship. The live ship books. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that is that when it happened? One of them happened. There it was does H- happen. Then, one yeah. of yeah. Amber okay, has, has at least one change. So um, it's not necessarily fits related. I think actually, um, there is a mention of a prior of a prior time that that happened to Amber that other characters that knew Amber knew about. I think Jack is like, oh, I've seen this. Yeah. Otherwise, it would. Uh, otherwise, her name would have been Ivory. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember enough details of... I didn't pay close enough attention to remember every time the fool changed colors. I, I like that theory, though. Because I, I kept thinking, man, it's like, the, it's like the polar opposite of what you would start out as if you were a white. And so maybe every time a piece of a, a prophecy is fulfilled, the color changes. And so, actually, the pale woman has been failing this whole time. I mean, she most sucks. evil villains are failing all the time, and that's why they get so <laughs> angry, and they become Trump. even more evil, is because they suck. The Pale Trump. It's <laughs> not a political podcast. Do you think that the Pale Woman is kind of an homage to, like, C.S. Lewis and... that the White Witch? Yeah, no, but I did true. use her as reference. For my drawing. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Partially. It's well, so she's someone who's trying to usurp Aslan and take over and she's false and she's also white and Aslan is brown because he's lying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reaching. He's golden. <laughs> I'm making it work. Because he's Jesus. <laughs> Look, Jesus. I could write five more pages on that if you told me I had to for a grade. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, what else happened in this? Oh, so uh, so Cable Rawbread, sixteen years ago, was uh, was sort of por- partially forged by when Verity went overhead with the other dragons. So he's been fairly useless to the Pale Woman for this whole time, which is why the war stopped. So she's had him strung up, and she's been using him and some other people. Maybe that's why. The island has been so emptied uh, to make her make her stone dragon. She's just been kidnapping people to feed this gross-sounding, like, ill-carved... It's like a blob. It's like a slime-shaped... Like, if you tried to shape a dragon out of slime, it's just all blobby and awful. I it's, like the toad that, description we get later. It's not properly setting, yeah. It it's makes like me a, think of... Like, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, it's like one of the blobfish... <laughs> <laughs> 
I was thinking of in Howl's Moving Castle at the beginning when they're walking in the city, the witches like guards that are hunting for Howl and they're just like black and in clothes, but they're all kind of blobby and drippy. Like that's what I think of. It's Mm -hmm. just like a blob dragon. Its head is too big. It's got a big old head. Well, they don't have a, they don't have a consistent thought process you know they're not like working towards one goal they're just scared they don't have a vision i'd like to imagine it's like you know they carved it out of several blocks so there's maybe several different artists and each one of them at different times realized this is too hard and they gave up because you know (laughs) carving rocks is really hard and also i got to give put myself into it and they just gave up and so it's just like sort of a you know a, a dragon Fun. in six parts made by 12-year-olds out of Play-Doh or something. It's a, 12, it's a 12, bunch 12, of failed cosplay projects. Six-year-olds. 12-year-olds don't play with Play-Doh. I don't know what 12-year-olds play with. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, how many fucking people in this thing? A lot? It's just... There's quite a few. We don't. Many. We don't really know. Like they said that the other dragon maybe was all the people who got forged during the war. But like it's probably split amongst those two dragons. I would assume. And this is a very. It's a big dragon. We know that much. So well, take a lot I, of juice. I thought that the, I thought that the other dragon was like, take one. Yeah. She had yeah. these like yeah. ballast stones, and she was forging all the people, but it didn't work. So this is like take two, and she's using her own people because she couldn't go to war. Could be. So she's desperately just trying to make a dragon like the way farseers do, right? I mean, she doesn't well, know what she's doing. And it, yeah, it brings up the question because when she asks Fitz of like, "Do you know how it's done?" and he's like, "Well, yeah, I do. Do you?" Because it doesn't seem <laughs> like maybe it. she does. <laughs> it seems you're like doing it wrong. It. You're doing it wrong. You just but, push people okay. into it, and then it becomes a dragon. You can't have non-consensual dragons. It'll just won't work. I mean, they will non-consensually take stuff. That's what happened to Fitz. Uh, all right, chapter 22 is called Reunion. Oh, shit. The intro to chapter 22 is a letter fragment from Queen Desire to a friend in Tilth complaining that she hasn't been able to quite eradicate chivalry's influence on the buck court because his horrible little bastard is being housed there despite chivalry's abdication and shrewd has told her that he'll be restricted to the stables so he will not be an issue but desire would rather he be murdered so Hmm. that's 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 nice nice. yep great 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 step grandma so fitz is unceremoniously tossed out of the chimney entrance how does that work stop asking me i have no idea and onto the side of the glacier he's got on a robe and some slippers and his arm is dislocated so he tries to trudge back up the slope and find the entrance again in the snow but he isn't successful instead he sees a lantern farther down and so he falls slash hikes down but whoever has the lantern can't hear him calling um or they won't stop So Fitz loses the figure, but manages to flounder his way through the snow and ice following the tracks. So near the end of the trudge, Fitz gets close enough to see that the lantern carrier is the black man. But then he disappears. 
But Fitz immediately doesn't care because he's been led to the camp. And he goes running into camp, covered in snow, yelling, It's me, Fitz! No, wait, I mean Tom! It's Tom Fitz! I'm here! <laughs> and, it's me, and we can forgive him for being uh, for being like this, because he has not slept, and he is in a lot of pain, and his best friend and soulmate is being tortured. So he alerts the camp, and uh, Shade and Dutiful and Longwick come running out, uh, but Fitz doesn't see Thick, which is really sad. But before we can dwell on that, quote, from their midst, a broad-shouldered man stepped forth. He ran three strides toward me, and I took a deep, unbelieving breath of his scent just before he enfolded me in a bear <gasps> hug. I dropped my head on his shoulder and let him support me, feeling safer than I had in years. Suddenly, it seemed as if everything was all right. Heart of the pack was here, and he had never let us come to harm. Which I side-eye a little because <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I feel like some harm has happened. Yeah, but anyway, since has been harmed when Birch was close by, so meh. Dead yeah. issues. But this was really emotional and it definitely got me teared up. So Fitz is reduced to about 16 years of age for the rest of this chapter. <laughs> um, he's hustled into Doodle's tent. So that's Fitz, Birch, Shade, Dutiful, and briefly Thick. Thick is okay. He's fine. Uh, he had a cold night on the sled, but that's it. But he's evicted out of the tent because they need his bed for Fitz. So Birch dad wants to get Fitz warm and changed and fed. And while they're doing that, he tells him how he journeyed there after hearing Nettle's message, despite his blindness, because he's determined to recover Fitz and Swift from some damn fool idealistic crusade. <laughs> so Fitz asks about how much the boss fight has progressed while he was gone. And Shade is like, uh, not at all. Because it turns out Webb pulled a fast one and sent the trash bird to Bingtown to fetch Tim Taglia <laughs> to come save Icefire. And now they're all sitting around, sad about the wit coterie, flipping loyalties, and also a dragon is on her way to eat them, probably. Dutiful doesn't seem too sad about not killing Icefire, though, since he seems more and more like a living and intelligent creature the more they dig. But Dutiful is terribly distraught at what he's supposed to do. He wants to fulfill his oaths to the Out Islanders and his dukes and himself. Because he's, you know, he's a kid. So Swift and Webb show up in this clown car of a tent just as Fitz is putting on <laughs> some pants. And Birch is like, what the fuck is wrong with your arm? So Webb gets to see Birch do some of his physicking while he declares, which he declares is a lost master level wit magic. And of course, Birch is all no witmo. And Swift is like, <laughs> excuse me, but what? <laughs> And Webb also subtly lets Burge know that he knows who Fitz really is in this convo. And then he takes Swift away. And Burge is like, damn, I am going to have to go beat that man to death. And Fitz is like, yeah, but later. <laughs> and then they go on to talk to Doodles and Shade about what the fuck they're going to do now. Um, now that they know that the pale woman holds Eliania's mother and sister, motivations become much clearer if they leave the... If they leave... What did I write? Oh, much clearer. But if they leave, they lose all they've won so far. And if they kill the dragon, they'll be doing what the pale woman wants. But if they leave the fool and their allies to die, that's also bad. And will killing Icefire actually start a war? So Burge has an amazing outburst about Farseer manipulation and yells at Shade <laughs> and tells Fitz to think, which is a big LOL, and then turns to Dutiful and asks him to make decisions for himself, which I'm sure had Shade's lips pursing. So Doodles calls for Peter and Eliania. Then they spend a few more pages getting to hear the Out Islander perspective, which we pretty much already have nailed down by now, but it's nice to hear it. The reasons for the war are circular. Who knew? 
And of course, spilling their tails causes Eliana's tattoos to go writhe and pus, and she has to go recover, but not before Dutiful is all, I release you from all agreements, but I will still kill Icefire. And this is when Shade is finally activated at his full abilities. Like a Tremors film calling in Burt Gummer after too many scenes of nitwits getting eaten by graboids, Shade is on this. What's he got? Just a few household chemicals in the proper proportions. <laughs> Shade and Fitz start to do their drift compatible let's fuck shit up dance together. And so they're going to need a wheelbarrow and a Holocaust cloak and of course the gate key. And meanwhile, Birch is standing in the background going, Shade, this isn't safe. Shade, Shade, listen, you are not going to blow up my boy. But Fitz is like, yeah, let's blow shit up. <laughs> and Shade is like, bring me my copious explosives. And then Birch hears Fitz say witted coterie and starts going on about beast magic again. And then Peter is all, eh, excuse me, but are you guys talking about fucking magic right now? So that shit is out of the bag, but they managed to not completely out dutiful as witted. This chapter is so long, I'm so sorry. So at this point... Please picture the Witted Coterie is asleep or something. Every important character except Thick is in the tent with Dutiful. Actually, Dutiful has left for a reason I won't type because I don't care. And they are crammed into this tent talking about blowing shit up. And Birch is just like waving his arms. Then Shade is maniacally laughing and sprinkling TNT into a teapot. And Fitz says he's doing <laughs> this on the off chance that it will save the fool from the pale woman. And Birch is all, son, you know he's already dead. Which is a huge bummer that I'm steering directly away from at this time. Finally, the bomb is made, and it comes to Fitz to set and light it. Dutiful wants to help because honor, so he's allowed to go set it down in the ice hole, but is told that he must leave before the fire is lit. And Birch is also going because he refuses to be left behind because of old people logic. <laughs> There's an awkward attempt at bringing up the whole, I'm sorry I married your sex wife and raised your daughter as my own, but I thought you were fucking dead. And then Fitz is all... Sex wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's true. They had sex, so they're married. Um, <laughs> and then Fitz is all, I promise I won't come and steal them away from you, which I think is a conversation completely beneath both of them, but they are both dumb, so I don't know what else I expected. So meanwhile, Shade is jumping up and down in the snow, telling everybody to move their asses because we got shit to blow up. And... The role so of Shade much. is played by gifts of Burt Gummer. <laughs> no talk. Is your head in your ass, by Does the he wall? say move your asses? Move your asses. So, Burt is back. Everything's going to be okay. Birch. I got, I got, I got weepy. Hot to the pack. When I was like, yeah, who's hugging him? Who's hugging him? And then it's a heart of pack. And I'm like, wait, what? just happened it, it, it happened how the fast. fuck did that blind he man just... get all the way there did he have a sherpa <laughs> helping him i don't understand did he he, he used a skill stone <laughs> did he get on a dragon no he marched his ass to Buckheap, told ketrickin to hire him a boat which she did and then he got that boat he bullied that boat to take him all the way to asla <laughs> y'all and then he walked from the beach to their camp but how is a blind man walking to their camp <sighs> He wit bonded to all the bacteria <laughs> that live in the permafrost. Okay, so he has the wit sight. He just he followed could... ice fire. He could sense yeah, he him all the way from the beach. He, just, he, he witted his did. way there, all the way. Yeah. So let's talk about. He did Birch's almost fall in a wit. hole. So Webb calls him a wit master, which yes. is like Nirvana, <laughs> I guess. But he <laughs> calls him a wit master when he's just like putting Fitz's arm back in its socket which i'm like isn't that just like a medic 
<laughs> Why does that particular <laughs> act make him a Whitmaster? But the thing about he said, this, whoa, fits... boy. Because <laughs> he says, whoa, boy, while he does it. No, he... <laughs> He put he put his arm back in the socket and then kind of like gave him a little sling. But then Fitz is immediately ready to like make bombs, run around, set bombs. Like he's not even like down for the count. Like he's definitely been like roided up a little somehow. Is this like the wit wooing though, or is it something else? It's got to be something else. It's, it can't just be wit woo. Because Webb can wit woo, but. It doesn't. I feel like this is definitely Web related is not to the, the same I brought you back approach. from the. Webb can wit woo, but can woo. Well, he says up. we know now. We know who dug him up and and brought him back from the dead. We know who did it. Don't lie. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's healing related specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's just very nondescript healing. Well, he doesn't know what he's doing. Obviously, That's he true. couldn't. Exp- he couldn't explain it to you. He's just. He just doesn't. Mm. Poor Swift. He's, he's just putting his boy's shoulder back in. Leave me alone, Web. A self-taught master. <sighs> Poor Swift. He's like, excuse me, this this shithead here is is Fitz, and I ear with yeah. And, and then witted. he just storms off. Like, I felt really badly for him because that's like a lot for a for a young kid to take in, and especially after everything he thought he knew. Yeah. I felt like. Birch didn't parent that never, situation very well, but I mean, never that's meet also... your heroes. He was too focused on his other yeah. child, his first child, his firstborn. He loves me more, <laughs> nanny nanny boo boo. His first child, whose wife he stole. This is your uncle. That's that's just what brother? you do. His uncle brother, <laughs> so fucked up. His uncle brother. <laughs> He's your brother and your stepdad, sort of. I don't know. Let's not talk about it. We're laughing so we don't cry. And that, that's how complicated it, it is without even talking about patience. Right? I know. That's <laughs> true. Oh. oh, man. It's just so much. It's too much. So, I'm kind of trying to figure out why this particular intro to this this section because it's oh yeah so the intro was was queen desire writing to her friend about how the bastard was being held in the stable stables and being like looked after by the stable master so i don't know if that was supposed to just like remind us that that's what burridge did or if it was supposed to be like burridge went up against queen desire and won because no one ever assassinated Fitz. like they never succeeded at doing that Maybe I think it's, both. yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a little bit of both. Or it could just be like, it's nobody fucks with Burridge. You, you know, he's, it's kind of like a a safe think, zone. Yeah, I think it was a reminder of like yeah. the protection provided by Burridge. And then, obviously. Certified badass. Yeah. And a little bit of a racist against himself. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Witphobic. Self-loathing. Beast magic. Okay, um... They're both the worst. So, the black man... Yes. Leads... Now he's being he's helpful. He's being helpful now. So, okay, yeah, this is the thing. He 
basically, I don't know if he was trying to be helpful in the in the tunnels under the glacier, and then he just couldn't help the fact that like the guards happened to be there at that time, but or if he was being more nefarious. But this time, he seems like he was straight up being like very helpful. So I don't get. Maybe it. he's that video game equivalent of like the dots on the map that tell you where to go next. <laughs> He's the golden path. He says, "Go here." That's the prophecy. Yeah, he's not be not right. being helpful. He's being. He's just. It being could hurt a lot, but you got to go there. He's just a compass. He's, he's being map quest. Yeah. He's just Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> but it, would you follow now. Google Maps? No road, but it's telling me to turn, turn left. left. It's telling would me you, to turn left. Would you follow Google Maps if it pointed off, off a cliff? Recalculating. Yeah. I mean, he kind of did. He didn't turn. <laughs> Oh, what is... That cat makes the cutest the fucking sounds. I cannot stand it. <laughs> They're always just like a little aged, but then a little like cute but grumpy. I don't know. I love it's it. It's like an old, old raspy cat. <laughs> <laughs> should hear, hear when she wants food. <laughs> I can hear her. She's just starving. Just leave that in. Um. So so Birch is here, and I I really like that his like two dad figures are kind of shining because like we get like the return of Birch, which is cool. But Shade also gets to be like, "Yo, I I finally get to like do shit. I'm gonna run around and laugh like a maniac and make some bombs like that. Let's do it." And Birch is like, "No, please don't. <laughs> we are not making bombs. Yes, we are. It's like my two dads. They're <laughs> yeah." And I feel like host. if Birch is you know, so decrepit and he knows it, he's probably very concerned about how decrepit Shade is. Yeah. Him being even older. It's like, uh, should he be doing this? Little does he know. Yeah, if Birch is lawful good, I think that makes I think that makes Shade chaotic good. Is he lawful good or is he like he's like lawful asshole? <laughs> he has his own category. That's pretty that's lawful good. <laughs> He's a loving asshole. Loving asshole and the psychopath. Just do what I tell you to do, boy. I'm glad that my Shade boy. has this little chance to be like, ooh, it's time for my new tricks. <laughs> yeah. Did somebody say you want to blow up stuff? Let's go. Well, they've been carrying that powder for an awful yeah. long time. And he's like, I almost murdered really just... my apprentice. Like, let's do this. <laughs> um... I like that he ransacked everybody's shit in order to find like the proper the right sized the right sized container. <laughs> like the also the logic of what they're doing doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. It's like they're gonna put they're gonna put what I assume is what we would call gunpowder into into the into a container. Then that container goes inside another container. Then that container gets wrapped up in leather and set on fire. They have the fire, they have the container holding the powder. The leather, I think, is just to, like, make sure that everything keeps going because they're on fucking ice. The fuse? Yeah, so the uh, the container was going to be, oh, we'll start a fire in the container because it's cold and windy and snowy. Yeah, they need something and... safe for the fire to, like, keep burning in. Yeah, it's like your little, uh, your little, what is it called? Coal chimney. And then you've got the the cask won't fit in your 
your crock pot or whatever you're starting the fire in. And so they dump it over on a bunch of leather. Yeah. So it doesn't go out when, so they're not just dumping the fire out into a snow. Right, but they're not applying the fire directly to the, like, they're applying, the, like, well, something is the burning. Pow- no, they're sticking. They yeah, because if you put the powder instantly. on the fire, it would instantly burn. So you have to, like. Yeah. yeah. yeah they want it to, to take a few minutes so they so can So it's like in a coconut. Clear. Really. Sure. It's yeah. in a it's coconut. In lieu, in lieu of having an actual fuse. Right. Yeah, it's they're like, putting a grenade in the, the campfire. Look at the dynamite sticks that they <laughs> use in Tremors. They can't just have powder. They have to put it in a vessel, and then it has to get lit. I know. You know what they should do? They should go yeah, fishing wait. for ice fire. That's the way to go. Y'all have been talking about bombs for like 10 minutes, and we could have been spent all this time on globular breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. I forgot that it was the word globular and I thought it was just globe and I was trying to search for it to remind myself that that was actually a thing I read and I, I couldn't find it because I was popular. It's not That's how not you a should good describe word. Like Nothing beautiful has ever been described as globular. Globular. <laughs> it's so cartoonish that she weighs them in her hands. Like, yeah. who's her? <laughs> what? Do you think she did it like up and down, left or right? Like, pew, 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 pew. Yeah. <laughs> Or she just did it both at once and was like, these, and hoisted them up. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's this whole section. It's bombs and booms. She got one of those luggage weights out, and she's like, look. (laughs) (laughs) Four pounds. Ew. (laughs) Eh? Eh? Well, How do you know these what, compare you know to Molly's? I think a better place than where we're going is the mind of a dragon. So, Jenny, please take us away. It's concerning that it's a better place. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, chapter 23 is mind of a dragon. Content warning for some suicidal thoughts. Um, the intro is from our favorite scribe, Fedrin. He talks about how spread out the elderling race used to be, that there are maps in the mountains that claim there used to be cities as far north as Barents and as far south as the Cursed Shores. So, Fitz and Dutiful head off to blow up the dragon, and on his way through the ice tunnel, it dawns on Fitz that Nettle was talking about Burge when she said her papa was going to slay a dragon, and that she, in fact, knows nothing about him. Small wave of depression, and then on we go, building a bomb. They exchange some dark humor, and Fitz convinces Dutiful to leave him to light the fire while he leads Burge to safety. Fitz then starts thinking about how he's going to die alone in a dark, cold hole, and then burns himself on the kettle, and when when he sets his fingers to the ice to ease them, the dragon takes hold, drowning Fitz in depressing thoughts as if he needs any more of them. So Fitz gets the full Dragon History 101 course notes downloaded into his brain. We took this (laughs) class in the last trilogy, so really Fitz is just catching up. He learns all about the cataclysm that killed a bunch of dragons and their elderly attendants, and then the game died off due to meadows covered in ash, then humans started to die, and then the elderlings did too, but surely dragons couldn't die off. But then the serpents lost their a- the, but then the serpents lost their access to Google Maps, and so they didn't show up to make their gross cocoons as we well know. So depressed and lonely, Icefire took himself off to Asvajal to die. He crawled into an icy hole and waited for death, but he failed at that too. So sad. Um, so now Fitz thinks he's on a mission of mercy. He knows what it's like to want to die. But wait, let's think things through again. 
Fitz decides that killing the dragon is actually a bad idea because it would probably just start an eventual war with the Out Islands again. And you know, maybe not, maybe doing what the evil false prophet wants you to do isn't the best idea. But also, I would have supported you because you kind of suck. <laughs> um, <laughs> they smell so bad. Oh. <laughs> anyway, now we're not going to kill the dragon. So Fitz tries to put a call through to Icefire, but he's having bad skill internet connectivity today. But wait, here's Nettle to offer him a better, better connection. She's pissed because he's been annoy- ignoring her, and he tries to get rid of her, but then realizes he needs her help. And then we get a sudden skill argument with Fitz trying to get Nettle to help him wake slash free the dragon, and Dutiful wondering why he can't seem to start a simple fire, and Shade being like, how could you betray me? <laughs> anyway, Fitz is all I do what I want. So Fitz thinks about death again, because apparently that's the magic ice fire password, and then Nettle flows over that bridge and disappears, and Fitz is like, I had fed my daughter to a dragon, so A-plus parenting there. Uh, So no time for that, though, because Icefire wants to start a three-way call through Fitz, and there's Tintaglia on the other end of the line, and now Fitz is floating in the magic skill river, just never wanting to go back to reality. Why should he? Because Night Eyes says so, that's why. Save the cub. Anyway, thank God for Thick who accomplishes the task, because no one else is doing anything. <laughs> but Fitz's mind cannot rest yet, because of course the Pale Woman invades him to taunt him with the fact that he chose the dragon over his beloved. And you know what? Fuck off, because that's exactly what he would have wanted. <laughs> anyway, lastly, everyone's got to move, because Icefire has sudden motivation now, and he's trying to break free. I want to break free. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the Tintaglia's ring is like? Oh, God. <laughs> Sirens. No, I think it's a recording of Selden's best hit, Tintaglia, and it goes Tintaglia, Tintaglia. She announces herself. (laughs) That's probably true. Is this when she's like, I don't need a fucking bird anymore? (laughs) Yeah, that was awesome. You fucking trash bird. I don't need trash. It's like she was so offended that such a lowly creature was. I mean, if she thinks humans suck, can you imagine what she thinks of birds? But you know what? (laughs) Shout out, shout out to to Risk for taking an ultimate risk and and being that little carrot on a string. Because Web's like, I need you to go talk this dragon. He's like, excuse. (laughs) You need what? Excuse me. Can I sleep on the dragon like a hippo? Um, I really like the whole like what's he doing in there? <laughs> like, how long does it take to start hey, a fire? How long does it take? Like, hey, Fitz, what are you doing? Never mind, never mind. But like Shade, <laughs> he said is, he was almost he done bit, like half like... an hour ago. Right. <laughs> but Shade was waiting for him to be like point five seconds late, and he's like betrayal. You, you betrayed. <laughs> He has been very nervous though that Fitz wouldn't do it. I don't I don't like I don't like how they're just kinda like, we need to bring the dragons back, but they're assholes. I think sometimes you need to understand that certain things are bigger than you. And in this instance, the elderlings and the dragons are importante. But they're gonna they eat people, don't they? I mean, we they don't eat. not eat people. Well, yeah. It's maybe not like their number one menu <laughs> about item, to... but they will eat them. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I would want to help creatures that are smarter than me and want to eat me and are it's also like, gross. It's like, yeah, it's like setting sharks up as like a dominant species, like teaching them how to 
Yeah, it's but like, you have to like, think yes, of like what ben- what benefits come along with dragons existing. There's the benefit of the elderlings existing as well, and clearly, so you get cool magic technology. They don't know about any of that, but right? we have absolutely no evidence that the, that the elderlings shared their shit with anyone else. Because well, they no need to create them again so that they make a bunch of stuff and then they, they kill them all off again. They know that the elderlings at least help them, like, with the Red Ship War and that the elderlings created these dragons that then, like, Well, the elderlings didn't help them was... with the Red Ship War. The dragons well, did. Well, that was all six duchies magic. That was all later. They they got their dragons from their in their tradition of sending coteries up into the mountains. That well, I mean, not... some of them were elderling dragons. Yeah. I mean, it was elderling technology, but it wasn't... Well, there were not... some actual elderling dragons there, too. It's just not all of them. Right, right. Well, I think that was just pack mentality. <laughs> 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 we're going on a vacation. We're going on a car ride! You know, it's like... Uh, imagine all of them together, they're like jumbled thoughts. It's like, yeah, we gotta save the six duchies. I'm art! <laughs> <laughs> I'm beautiful. Watch me fly through the sky. You guys say that, but I I think that the stone dragons, to me, not knowing anything else, I feel like the stone dragons are sort of like a defense mechanism against actual dragons, right? Like, that's what it... I know. I know you guys know more than me. The flat outs. No. No, that was Jenny. That was me. Jenny. No. I'm just saying, listen, listen, from my point of view, not knowing anything else, if I were a a shitty human and I didn't have defense against these terrible, amazing creatures, I would want that. I would want some stone shit. Well, Joey, let me give you some uh, live ships, Elderling History 101. They just thought the dragons were so great that they wanted to build something to immortalize themselves and give tribute to the dragons yeah they're, they're that's, like built that's what i would have told them though. they're like portraits <laughs> i would have told them that i would have been like listen it's just for art it's not a bomb it's just art <laughs> <laughs> it can't kill it can't kill you it's art and then i would have got in it and i'd have been like you can't fuck with humans anymore <laughs> they'd wait for the stone dragon to go to sleep and eat you yeah probably memories i do like that now we know exactly how long the serpents are meant to stay in the ocean before running to make their cocoons do not long five years oh did i i'm like five five years because he said oh there's five there's five like seasons or cycles worth of of serpents in the ocean so oh no wonder those ones are like oh god yeah no wonder they're the dragons that came out are all shitty my god they were flowing out there for a while five years is not very long i feel like it should be much harder for them to reproduce i know it's already very hard i mean they have to meet in the sky that sounds like a challenge to me they must have a lot of them must die in the cocoons Mm -hmm. how long do they live though as dragons forever Forever. Like a thousand years. Yeah, like, like, will they die ever? Or... I mean, I think a dragon can kill another dragon, but, like, Icefire just goes and, like, puts himself on ice and lives yeah. forever. Yeah, I mean, I think it hasn't been quite... I think it's been, like, a thousand years, maybe, since since the Cataclysm, because the stuff that they're finding in these wrecked elderling cities have not degraded enough 
to make me think it was any longer. Like there, there were still parts of tables. Like there's there's like, like tapestries on walls and yeah, tapestries like... and like I mean even if they have technology and stuff that like survives, it's just it doesn't make sense that they would have, you know. And I don't think material that long. Yeah, I don't think sticking himself in an iceberg is quite putting himself in cryo. So I think he's still aging. Mm. Yeah, and he was already old. Mm. So he big. So Tintaglia is <laughs> gonna have an old geriatric bow. This is this is. No, they just get weird. hotter with age. He's a silver fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he he's described in a super hot. <laughs> yeah, the way his section. skin sags off of his body. <laughs> <laughs> so his tattered wings. But in the world of disgusting dragons, that is like hot shit. It's not even the worst thing that I had to read. You should read the live shit books, Joey. Oh my god. That's why She's... they're not going for his head. They don't want to get those poison sacks. Yeah. They don't want to get fucking melted. He probably mates no with toxins. they probably mate with that shit. It's probably part of the ritual. No. Oh god. Part <laughs> of their head toxins. is part of the ritual. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Nettle makes her, her, her comeback. The signal's live again. She saw him on AIM. They were both there at the yeah. same time. She messaged, he answered. It's like, fuck off! And he's like, no, just what? I'm kidding, I didn't mean that. <laughs> then he didn't need her help anyway, and then he just fed her to a dragon. <laughs> fuck well, off, wait, no, come thick. back. I like that Thick was like... You know, I already did all of this and while you right? guys were ignoring me. He's, I just love how blasé he is about it, too. And he's like, God, you guys are so... It's like, I fixed her. It's fine. Do it. I put her back together. But he's not as nice to Fitz. He doesn't, like, give Fitz, like, a little recovery area. <laughs> to, like, it's like, okay, you're back. To, like, to like when you feel, you're, you're back. It's like, when you feel better, <laughs> go back. You know your way home. And Fitz is just like, get away. Get out. <laughs> Go back into your broken Slap body. Slap them ba- t- back together like Legos. <laughs> hmm Anytime he tells people that he loves them, I'm just like, yeah. so pure. Don't see me. Uh, anything else before we move on to the last section? Uh, Fit- why does mm-hmm. Fitz... Fitz has yet another moment of lucidity where he's like, wait. I think I'm not supposed to kill the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's mostly, I think, uh, yes, I think that's mostly because he he wants to do what the fool wants him to do because the fool has now paid with his life to to get this, right? It was like his last request. Yeah, but I feel (laughs) feel like, yeah, I, I get what Joey's saying, though. It feels like. Fitz walked into another room of his brain and turned the light on, and he was like, "Oh yeah, there's shit in here." <laughs> well, also, it's like, Maybe. why would you? Why would you negotiate with a terrorist? Like, why would you kill the dragon right. if that's what she's asking you to do? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, he was about to. I know, but he finally had that. He's just slow. It, he's slow. You know, people rag on thick, but it's really he had Fitz to percolate that's a slow or processor. It's all that torture is being manipulated because he's at first like, you know, part of me just really wants to pack our shit up and get out of here. Like, let's just go. And then suddenly he's like, let's make bombs. (laughs) (laughs) He's been wanting to do that the whole time. He has been. 
this is his chance to play. But I'm. It also he is a guy who's supposed to be thinking ten steps ahead, and now he just seems to be thinking he's ten steps. It's behind. amazing that yeah. Shade didn't catch on to this. At least like how bad of an idea killing this dragon is. Like five, ten chapters. Shade did ago. not eat that Delvin bark cake. He did not eat the drug muffin. So he's just as susceptible susceptible to some skilling without knowing it well i mean he just he didn't really put any real stock in there being a dragon until they got there so and he doesn't sense him with the wit so until like they could actually see him he was still like eh it's probably not real (laughs) it's probably already dead and he's also like well I've put all this work into this alliance. I guess we'll just keep doing what they're they keep asking us to do, even though it's becoming more and more clear that this is a terrible idea. That it's a terrible idea. It's like literally everyone opposes them, and their clan is shitty they're and like, not worth anything. We're going to go to war if you like, continue to do this. What the? What is there to gain? Well, I mean, it's literally only Aliania and Future who want her, want them to do this because. And even Caleb then, they're like, told please so. do this, and then they're shaking their head no while Eliana, like, cries because her, <laughs> yeah. her back tattoos she are weeps all pussing. She weeps That yeah. could be a bad sign. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. thank you, Fitz, for thinking. Yes, thank you for turning that light on. You're Eli, welcome. <laughs> Chapter 24, please. Chapter 24, Tentaglia's Command. Our intro for this chapter is the tale of a would-be hero who had his livelihood gobbled up by a dragon. This poor, stupid boy took one look into those swirly lollipop eyes and ever after sang the praises of his emerald queen. (laughs) Quality gifts. (laughs) I feel like if I had stared at it any longer, I would be, like, loopy. Um, You would become a snake. Finally put back together fitz joins the rest of the crew as they discuss the impending calamity the hetgird are totally over this trip and they all yell i told you so from their camp while not bothering to stop making s'mores dutiful asks fitz what happened and then a sobbing shade breaks in wailing how could you betray us it sounds it astounds everyone but fitz actually took the time to think this one through he explains what should have been obvious that far, a farseer chopping up the island guardian could only have meant war and the death of pretty much the entire farseer line before the day is out. Shade agrees, but is huffy, and, and the angry Shade calls Fitz by his true name and Civil loses his last marble. <laughs> Birch asks what Fitz did to wake Icefire, and Fitz tells him that Nettle is the one who did it. Oh, and she almost died. And Birch loses his marbles as well. If this wasn't chaotic enough, Tintaglia chose this moment to invade everyone's mind, and a dragon's command is not to be disobeyed. Near the entire company hears her call. Open the door, get on the floor, everybody save the dinosaur. (laughs) And of course they have to. As one mind, our heroes pick up their shovels and with a boom, boom, akalakalaka, boom, they break out into dance and they head towards (laughs) Icefire. You can't take a step in any direction now without stepping on lost marbles. So while all the dragon-addled normies go about digging, upper management uncorks some brandy and discusses the change in situation. Shade is now firmly on Fitz's side, and the old man suggests using explosive powder and smaller charges to break up the ice without killing the dragon. 
We also learn that Piotta and Nancesca are now nowhere to be found. Shade success, suspects treason, and Duty says, No, not my girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wild Shade and Dutiful go about getting the powder ready. Fitz and Birch have a heart-to-heart. Birch admits that he was bonded to Vixen, but also compares his use of the wit to his alcoholism, which is cool. (laughs) Um, Birch tells about how his great-grandfather chose to save his wit beast from burning building rather than save his family from slavers, which condemned his family for three generations. Shade enters the conversation for a second and tries to urge Birch to change his mind, but the old stable hand is way too stubborn. Shade knows when to quit, though, and... But look over here! The powder's ready! No time for chatting. There's six pots of explosives (laughs) and six fires, and of course Fitz has to set all of them. He screws one up, but five of them blow up, and it frees the near-dead dragon from his tomb. Well, nearly frees him. Birch ends up sending calming wit hugs and leads a team of people to help the stinky, decaying lump of a lizard out of the ice. (laughs) But surely this wouldn't be a farcier story if our hero's incompetence didn't come back to bite them. At at the very moment that they start sending people to go help him, the original keg of powder meant to kill Icefire goes off. That's right, they left it right next to a fire. Men, (laughs) ice, and marbles are thrown in all directions. Men are killed, (laughs) but not Icefire. Free, he trumpets, and then immediately (laughs) snatches up the body of someone, an Eagle tribe member, uh, who was killed in the blast, and he snacks on him. No sooner is Ice Fire (laughs) free from the pit that he had just climbed out of, that the the, uh, pit collapses even further into an abyss within the glacier. Fitz has enough time to realize that the ceiling of the Pale Woman's throne room has just collapsed, and then something... Something very massive climbs out of the hole. Mm-hmm. The biggest, the lumpiest, the grayest, the stay puffed marshmallowiest drub dragons. Raw bread comes. No! <laughs> Gross. Raw bread. You're just dumb. <laughs> um. I like the part where so he eats the the the, the eagle kempra right. Yeah. He eats the eagle like one, and then golf. he's and then he immediately like starts tracking and Fitz is like, oh shit, I'm the closest one. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's and then like, of course, Burridge is like 300 feet away, going, no, no, <laughs> not my boy, not oh, my yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah, it's it was very oh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. stupid raw bread um yeah so again we're back to shade finally getting to blow up his cool bombs good for him he brought them all this way and everyone's like wow they go boom that's that's bad (laughs) that is that is uh an industrialized civilization is what that is. Well, they he, they go off at first, and they're like stronger than they even thought they would be. Which yeah. is like, oh shit! And Burich is like, what the fuck? And Fitz is like, oh, it's fine. It's like when a log explodes in the fireplace. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> everyone's died. been like, everyone's holding their like ears that. and bleeding and. Again, People it's like dying. the end of Tremors, where the explosion goes off that wasn't meant to go off, and then everyone gets blown, and then they're all in the wrong place, and they have to run. In the next trilogy, there's guns. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
that's where this is going. I think even the small blasts were like knocking people over. Yeah, yeah. they said that it caused him to like have hearing issues, so And then when the second one goes off, this is like, I wonder if I would ever hear again. <sighs> And then there's like daggers of ice coming down, raining on them and like hurting people. And then there's that that description of two of the Out Islanders where it's like those two um, Ewoks where the one dies and the Ewok is like poking him. <laughs> it's really sad. Aww. Poor Eagle. Oh well. Uh, I do like to. Um... Oh, you know who didn't we we didn't talk about in the last chapter? What? I'm so sorry. The return of Night Eyes a little oh. bit. A little bit yeah. of Night Eyes there. Some flavor. You know, he continues is always to the save He just has to send those very casual here and there don't fuck it up messages. Oh, but he's got some zingers. What does he say? Were you ever a wolf at all? Mm-hmm. Burn Night <laughs> Eyes. like, oh, fuck. He's like, how could you let this happen? It's so good. Uh, and then It's not the same! Uh, Tintaglia's coming. If she will eat them all, if if her do disgusting uh, match dot com. Yeah, date she's is like, that's my boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> He's fine. We already chat. Smell bad. He's well, you don't know dead. that though. You can't tell that from a chat, Joey. It wasn't a full body. Well, pick. his picture was old and he looked really young and plump and, you know, juicy, but she's going to get there and he's going to be old and saggy and like missing skills and shit, so 10,000 years old. Can we talk about Cat, Burish catfish. and his great-grandfather? Oh, yes. Yeah. His gra- his great-grandfather who chose a horse, which I agree with Fitz where he was like maybe he thought if he got the horse he could like he could save the family. He could save the family. <laughs> yeah, it was just a bad interpretation. But, and also, like, just so, like, again, one bad person doesn't mean that everybody is horrible. It means they made it one bad decision. But also, like, in this in this universe, animals are just as intelligent and just as emotionally developed as human beings, right? Right. So like I mean Fitz would a hundred percent save Night Eyes first. Yeah, like <laughs> can you really let them burn to death? Like what who's in the more imminent danger? The person burning to death or the person who's like being arrested? Yeah. Molly or Night Eyes? Hmm. Night Eyes hands down. Oh yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold I mean... on. The fool or Night Eyes. But Both. you know, if if Birch was <laughs> taught from the day he was born about how oh, yeah. horrible something is. It's oh like... no, I understand. It's not totally his fault. Yeah. It's just like it's you still know, dumb. it's his grandmother's fault and then he just passed it on to Fitz and then made everything worse. I mean, it does and... sound like his you know, his family had to endure some horrible things and i guess it was his grandmother that won them freedom right because that's where the freedom ring right the freedom earring comes from mm-hmm. um you just think that so. he would have been able to see yeah fitz has had some trying times but he's also accomplished some really amazing things that he never would have come close to accomplishing if he hadn't had night eyes Right, but he says if you hadn't been witted, none of this stuff would have happened to you. Well, that's just... But then none of the other good stuff would have happened to their kingdom. Like, it all would have gone to hell. Right. That's true. 
Without him having the wit, he wouldn't have been able to wake stone dragons. I mean, but like ultimately, his argument when he ran out of things to argue, it turned back to, but this is what I was taught. In some places, people think it's okay to sleep with your sister or whatever. So, like, that's what I thought that was funny because I was like, wait, two brothers married, two brothers with one wife. That sounds like somebody else's family that I've heard of (laughs) in these books. Um, but then, and then, and then what he said, bare breasted. I'm like, now you're insulting the current, the current. What do you got against bare titties? That's a part of their culture. (laughs) It's like you never know how close you are to people that you think are like deviant. You know, it's like you make all these grand statements, Birch, about somebody who's got three parents, but the fool had three parents, and now you're talking about young, you know, titties being out. Well, that's where you are. So look over there. He doesn't even know. <laughs> you don't know nothing. I mean, he's the ultimate hypocrite. Right? And he's all, a, ma- he's a wit master. And he turned fits into a mini-me. Just takes a little bit of growth on his end. Yeah. And, like, that's what Swift is trying to do. He's trying to force that growth onto his father, and it just, like, wasn't working. So he's... Come on, Dad. Shoot. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't talk about this stuff out loud. <laughs> uh, what else happened? Rob Red. Oh, Rob Red. Rob Red. The Rob ridiculosity Red. of what he says when he comes, like, creeping out of the <laughs> Rob he Red. Says, Rob Red comes. I come to conquer and kill and devour. I hunger for farmer's flesh. Revenge shall be mine today. What? Six duchies, dragon. Today you die. And everybody laughed at him. <laughs> he spent sixteen years yeah. chained up, and he, you know, couldn't war anymore. And Verity did it to him. So, I mean, I can see the hatred. They said that he'd been reduced to hatred. I'm actually really impressed with the full sentences because <laughs> last time we saw him, he was gnawing on a hu- raw human arm. So, well, he's, he's still looking for it. He said he wants some farmer's flesh, <laughs> so he's still jonesing for a little. Human <laughs> muscle. Yeah, he I wants... like that he's all like, "I'm gonna kill the six duchies dragons." It's like they're not there. Yeah, right. He's like, "You dragon, you are a six duchies dragon." And yeah, like, no. Icefire's like, "What's a six duchy?" <laughs> he's like, "This used to be an elderling area. We just talked about the map in the intro. I don't. Are, didn't you read that part?" <laughs> he can't read. <laughs> No, like, yeah, no, he put that, that into the dragon <laughs> wait he's he's <laughs> in the dragon now he should have all his shit yeah all of his memories the, uh, the, the stave puff marshmallow gif is is it wins though because it's great it's <laughs> it's the same magic it's literally the same exact magic <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like everyone else is making beautiful like Miyazaki-esque dragons and you're like, shit, I thought about Stay Fuck Marshmallow Man as you're like fading into the dragon and then that's what you get. That's what you are. You're the Stay Fuck Marshmallow Man in the woods. <laughs> so now we're left with Blobby Stone Dragon dragging Ice Fire down into the pit. Yes. And all I keep thinking about is how Swift has this wizard wood arrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, we want Ice Fighter. We know that wizard wood arrows would kill a real dragon. 
could it do anything to a stone dragon? Like, how are we going to defeat Robrad dragon? Where, where did he get that arrow? The fool brought it, right? The fool gave it to him. Huh. And then yeah. the only other wizard wood around was the feathers for the crown. And we know that the fool had the crown on when he was chained up and everything, but it didn't have the feathers in it. And can you kill a dragon with a no. feather? <laughs> you stab him really hard. <laughs> Tickle him real bad. Make him swallow it. <laughs> Fitz, Fitz still has the feathers. So Fitz still has the feathers. Well, maybe he'll get to put him in a crown later. I don't know. But Swift definitely still has that arrow. So I don't know. And Swift is at the on the rim of the bowl. That they're all. So fit. So Swift and Burrich are up on the rim of the bowl. Shade and Dutiful are like thrown. But Swift even isn't dumb enough to still think that like the dragon being alive is a is a betrayal to the throne and all that, right? He's not going to try to kill Icefire, is he? I don't know. If he tries to eat him, I'd do it. Well, I'd be like, you're going <laughs> to fucking die. I mean, Don't I think me. he's he's like following Dutiful, right? I, mm-hmm. I guess. Dutiful's on the side of the dragon now. And I the would watch the wit coterie's on the side of the dragon. I would have watched Icefire ate like a dude, like dead, mind you, but still, like he ate him. I would be like, this is we're fucked. We do know that dragon spit, though, is, like, it burns through damn near everything. So maybe when Tintaglia comes, she can acid spray on Rob Red and kill him. But he's made out of, he's made out of skill stone. Right, but does, does dragon acid not hurt skill stone? I don't know that we know if it does or it doesn't. He's well, not made know, out of wizard. We know, we know that it melted through ships, so... But it didn't. It didn't um, do as much damage to the wizard wood ships to the live ships as much. It was or like any. They they slurped up the live ships. They, they it like it. melted just, in their it, mouth. What? Yeah. The wizard wood no, melted no, no. in their mouth. Joey, you missed so much <laughs> when they ate him. But I'm talking about when Tintaglia shook her acid over the ships, and some of it got on. It's oh yeah, it did way ships. more damage to the regular ships. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. True. And also the sea serpents, when they would slime the, the wizard wood ships, it did, it was like a sunburn. It wasn't like yeah. melty. And the stone is like the pure form of it. Yeah. Hmm. The stone seems to be a more primordial version of that. At least How many licks does it take process. to get to the center of Rob no, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't dead? Isn't, isn't it like dead, dead dragons? Isn't yes. that what skill stone is? No, yeah, that's what wizard think, no, not is. skill stone. No, Wizardwood is cocoon shit. Wizardwood is like a a cocoon. Well, it's a mixture of memories and spit. Fetus dragon, however you want to say it. And the sand has. The sand has. Spit in it. uh, Has the stone in it. Has the the skill stone in it. Because it's a black sand beach. Yeah. That's a lot of it. That's that's a lot. A lot of material. (laughs) Welcome to the last trilogy. He could just be a big a walking material. rock candy. Right. <laughs> Rain will melt him. All right, I'm going to move us on to the last section. Every episode prompts friends in high places, character introductions, and exits. Well, we saw said hello. We finally get to meet the pale woman. 
That we did. She she was met she, you. Was she everything that we wanted from her or more? Was she too much? She's definitely too much. She was too she much. Was a lot. Yeah. She was. <laughs> it's like she. It's like we also finally get to meet Kebble Rawbread. Keeble, Keeble Elf Rawbread. Keeble. Keebler's Elf Rawbread. Domain. Delicious fudge cookie man. Somebody, somebody <laughs> bake him into some nice little Keebler cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they baked him into a dragon instead. Who else? Uh, we said goodbye to Riddle and Hest, as they have been. And Eagle. And, and Eagle. <laughs> that was uh, some good. Uh, we we welcome back. We welcome back Burridge into the actual narrative. Into the actual narrative, which is delightful. Love it. Uh, everything's going to be okay because Burridge is there. That's we were told. So. Huh. <laughs> Allegedly, it is it is what I expect. But really, Burridge just actress. came to find out if Fitz was going to take his wife back. So, <laughs> <laughs> please don't take my wife. Um, and then also, uh, we said goodbye. Uh, I guess to the fool who last we saw was well. We at least said goodbye to some of his yeah. some of his memories last we saw. And in essence, it's been it's been at least two nights now since we saw him last. That's a long time to crouch above some skill stone that wants to suck you up what is the fool's fate fate of the furious oh. <laughs> two fate two fool maybe if the black Find man out is in made fool's up of fate, everything he can put some juice back into the fool and keep him alive fast and fast and the furious fate fits in the fits in the furious fate, fate. <laughs> It's fate of the fifth chivalrous <laughs> I would watch those movies. You guys, I'm really excited about this. Um, who else? Oh, and Tintaglia on her way. So Tintaglia, you said it wrong. All right, skills acquired. Fitz and company learn and grow. What new skills were shown in this section? And we can include wit magics here. Wit healing. Wit, master wit healing. Wit yeah. wit, wit wit arm wit relocation. That's what I call it. Oh boy! Oh, uh, wit altercations. What? What does that mean? What? I don't know. That's what, no, what arm. I uh, said wit arm relocation. A wit arm relocation. The whole arm. Yeah, he yeah. got his whole arm set. <laughs> it used to be on his shoulder. Okay. Now it just comes straight out of his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> um, we didn't know that that uh, risk the trash bird gall. Who couldn't tell the difference between two humans uh, 300 yards away had enough brain power to fly all the way to Bingtown, deliver a message, and then lead a dragon back to that island. Risk is a bitch. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of that terrible Game of Thrones episode where the ravens fly to the <laughs> and get Danny to come save everybody on the rock. <laughs> it's exactly well, like that. It takes about as much time. Except there was no Gendry running. Do you think when Tintaglia like went full speed because she didn't need the fucking bird anymore that like poor Risk was like like battered by like her, her... wind like yeah like <laughs> her, he got her caught in her trail and it just like <laughs> shot him down into the water. <laughs> Fuck you, Risk. Like tailspin. Um. That that uh, we also learned that uh, tailspin. 
Yeah, I almost did it. Fine, I'm moving on to animal assist. For the- <laughs> Rachel okay. didn't. Rachel didn't grow up with Disney, so Night Eyes. We got. We got the return. We of got Night the return of Night Eyes. We got Night Eyes. That's it. <laughs> A mention of Vixen. R.I.P. Uh, was the fool there, and how fabulous were they? The being? fool was not fabulous <laughs> at all. The fool was pathetic, and rightly so. Yeah. No judgment. The fool was very yeah, cold. He was cold and wet and battered, Sucked. and didn't have proper clothing. And then was beaten. but still had still had brandy and some nice bread. Yeah, he tried to keep it as fabulous as possible given the conditions. <laughs> I will give that to him. <laughs> and he had he had to watch Fitz almost fuck his nemesis. His like weird, his weird like. You know, he was like, "God damn it, Fitz! What the fuck!" <laughs> like, he's like, "God damn!" He's like, "I've been controlling my feelings for titties. years now, and you see one woman, and you gotta fuck her brains out and get married." <laughs> to her. It's because she looks like him when he right. is white. I can give you everything, but the fool can't barf. Wait, so can the fool so just be Amber for Fitz? I don't. Why is that? The so fool hard. needs to be who well, they want to be for himself, not for anybody. I know, else. but yes, it may not work for Fitz. Fitz has I'm an saying. irrational it may not dislike work for of Amber. Fitz. He doesn't know Amber. But he, could, he doesn't know Amber, he but when he like heard Amber, Amber, he did not like he her. He didn't know the pale woman either at the beginning of that chapter. <laughs> well, Amber is not well endowed. That's part yeah, of Yeah, she does not have so. globular. No globular breasts. Yeah. No. Nothing globby about her. <laughs> Fitz Misery the Bastard has a moment. Heroics, tantrums, and extremely bad decisions. All of the above. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put putting his <laughs> bare hands on a burning brazier and then throwing it at people up in there with like one of not his not great moves. But then he counters that with biting a guy's ear off. Right. And that's delightful. You know, I so... he wouldn't like mild berserker. Yeah, I, I like the return of the berserker scene where you don't get any of it until he's woken up from it and he's just like spitting an ear out. Oh, shit. How'd that get in the mouth? <laughs> like, like, I went. Yeah. Gross. I just ate a man's <laughs> ear. I swallowed it. <laughs> yeah, he's all he's judging. He's judging raw bread for eating that arm. But like he was just snacking on an <laughs> Look, ear. He so wasn't eating that ear. He was shredding the ear off of something. Uh... I think he, he ate went a full Brienne. He went full Brienne on his ass, and it was awesome. Uh, also, what was a terrible decision? All of it. Mm-hmm. Almost not remembering me. that he had left a burning piece of leather <laughs> next to a gigantic cask. Of I don't TNT. understand. What? Yeah, what how did it come that he didn't bring the the cask back with him? Like because he was getting that... dragged. He because was getting dragged was... out of there. But like, the shame on Doodle. Like he should have fucking been like, yeah, make sure we get the giant thing. Fault. There's They're a both few... fucking idiots. Runs in the. He just been like lost in the skill river and yeah. I don't think he could immediately Fitz, after he pulled Fitz out of there, they got invaded by dragon. I can blame Fitz. And but I yeah, it is kind and of. They it's did say how stupid. long is it taking you to light this fire, and he seemed to be having trouble. So maybe they just didn't think he had ever succeeded. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but did you die? Important events and predictions about what's coming up. Always funny until it's not. You know, I got questions about arrows. I got questions about the black man. I got questions about who the fool might reincarnate as if he does get 
raisined up by this fucking lumpy dragon. I don't know. Reincarnated? Do you think? Do you think that the fool is is in there somewhere? I mean, he's not working hard enough if he's in that fucking dragon. If he's in there, I feel like there's potential. I don't know. He's got to. He's got to come to the fore. He's strong. Remember, nobody believes how strong he is, and then he busts a move. And he has dragon. So it's experience. gonna be like. It's gonna yeah. be like Robert, when he was Robert, taking that Robert, ocean Robert. ride with Girl on Dragon. He was like, "Can you give me any pro tips for if I ever become a dragon?" And she's like, "Yeah, let me tell you." It's just gonna be the fool riding Robred. He manifests himself onto the back of Robred. Robred just has a little rooster crown on. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't uh, like that. I don't. I don't like that. Burich has shown up at this point in the narrative. I don't like it. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, don't I like it. it. No, I like him. I just don't like. It feels I just question if it was. I just yeah. Like I hope he serves more of a purpose than just being like, "Hey guys, I'm here." P.S. Don't steal my wife back. I don't. I don't like. I don't. I don't. I guess if I'm thinking about it as the narrative structure, I don't like how he's shown up. It feels a little Obi Wan Kenobi. That's all I'm gonna say. It just I. I have a bad feeling about. This. I mean, I definitely think Birch <laughs> is gonna die, but I don't know really the circumstances but i suspected that before so don't like it don't like it i like he's i'm just i like that he's back i just don't like what it means um all right well speaking of that what made you cry the return of birch i got i got a little weepy when birch showed up the fool hanging on a wall yeah fool hanging on a wall fool being like this was my fate. See you on the other side. That didn't I'm make so me weepy, sorry. but I think it's just because I'm so with the fool on him being like, no, this is this is my fate. Like, this is what I'm here to do. This is the whole point of everything. And so it's just, I'm kind of with him. It just sucks because it feels like he's clearly, like, he clearly knew her when he was a child and they have, like, this old animosity. He escaped. He, like, found Fitz, all that cool shit, and then Fitz has to fucking leave him there, and now he's just, ugh, it's just, I don't know, it just seems like there's a lot happening off screen that, I mean, not that I want to watch, but that, like, the fool deserves more, I think, in the narrative, because of how important he is to Fitz, but we'll talk. Well, I don't think he's just gonna, like, this is it, we never hear about the fool ever again. <laughs> I feel like we'll get a little something later on. He's he's gonna take over. He's gonna take over the ugly blockheaded dragon. He's gonna carve himself beautiful <laughs> into a beautiful black woman that Fitz can be with. <laughs> That's my prediction. Okay. Uh, fashion... But it's a stone woman. A stone woman. The a stone, stone dragon beautiful woman. Stone as long as it's woman. got globular breasts. Fits oh yeah, picky. four, four probably. Fashions from the Out Islands. Uh, so no. the pale woman was wearing ivory, an ivory necklace with diamonds, and then rings that were covered in diamonds. She had an ermine stole, a pure white wool robe, white on white on white and on white. She, 
She's she's got that aesthetic going. Like she's got the Instagram account that's just all white. All white. Yeah. It's ant- uh, just all like, random white it's like objects the with just like some the occasional pile of human feces or blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's converse goth. Every so often there's a there's a like, you know, triptych break and then she starts all the white stuff again. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like they gets dark and then she like she has a bad day and then uh <laughs> And did Fitz fits it? If he didn't, yeah, yeah he's gonna. I mean, he fucking fits it with. Well, I guess if we're saying it's not his the fault, the bomb was but, a little yeah, bit no. <laughs> with nettle. Also, bit. feeding feeding nettle to the dragon was a bit of a fits. Yeah, yeah. Wait, great. feeding what to what? Nettle to the nettle dragon. Oh, yeah, that wasn't wise. It worked out though. Yeah, because thick was there. I hope that wasn't, like, Thick's only shining moment. I'm like, I hope he gets to do a little bit more. I don't know. Don't see me. I could totally see Thick becoming, like, Ice Fire's Selden. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming to get you out of there, Ice Fire. (laughs) I'm gonna do well. He's like, we've been talking for a while. I'm really close with him now. Like, I'll just do it. I know his song. Yeah, like, let me just get in there. <laughs> Do they just make beautiful music together? All right, any last thoughts about this section? Nope. Okay, nope. next up is Fool's Fate, chapters 25 through 29. And we do have quite a few content warnings. Jesus Christ. Um, chapter 26 for injury, contemplation of traumatic events. Chapter 28, we're going to get some torture and body horror. Uh, and chapter 29 will also continue the torture and the body horror and the trauma <laughs> and the PTSD. So. so we have content. three episodes left until we are seen with this trilogy. And Pittis. Mm, yes. This has been Buckheap Radio. Email us at buckheapradio at gmail and let us know if you can read your email on air. I'm Rachel. You can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I'm Jenny, and you can find me at Faces Free on Instagram, and check out the latest art, and there will be more things coming soon once our new readers have read those sections. But you can find some of it on Tumblr. Because <laughs> they don't go Also there. at Faces Free, because I have to post things immediately. <laughs> I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram. I'm Ashley, and I post pictures of my cat on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. <laughs> and I'm Joey, and you can find me on Instagram at powerkid.exe. Power! All right. So next I, up is no, no, no. Action. And Cam, you better not be listening. Eli, Eli, what, what happens what? to bread after it's chewed? <laughs> Raw bread. <laughs> <laughs>
so you're doing good guesses that was that was good yeah that was good i really like the part where where <laughs> raw bread is going <laughs> oh man no he's just as dumb and lame as you think he is he's not gonna get better <laughs> I so of course the long chapter where Fitz just kind of like carries the fool's body through all like like having to like go back through the map you know oh yeah in like a weird mm-hmm. way and like very like that was his and mine and I would keep it and like I'm not putting him down for anything not even like a confrontation with yeah with the with pale her and, pale like, woman with the pale woman and just like. It's and so... he has to make a, a, you know, funeral pyre elsewhere. Right, because he didn't and... like to be cold. I did like that he that thought. Made... He was like, yeah, I probably would have killed her if I didn't have to put the fool down. Yep. <laughs> Which I would not get, I, was, I will not be doing. I just like that, too, because she doesn't, like, yes, she is the person that, like, like succeeded in doing all these horrible things and hurting him so much but like she just doesn't deserve that confrontation like she just needs to just go she's begging for it and he's like no yeah just with her with her stupid arms her matchstick arms (laughs) she clacks them together what is that (laughs) i do love when they go back to the plaza though and she's like all right let's go back then and then he's like, oh, it's nice and sunny and warm here, and I can lay you down on this stone because it's not, like, tainted, and it's just, it's nice. And he's like, I'm glad we came back here. And the and fact that, like, fucking some... rooster crown. Well, also the fact that, like, every trilogy ends in that, in this part of the map in Jampa, like, whether it's in the in the stone dragon garden or wherever, it's just, like, that's how, like, when I was reading the last trilogy, I was like, I know where this ends. <laughs> like, <laughs> there is no alternate ending that could ever happen. Because this has been telegraphed from the very beginning. That we're going to come back here, and this is where we'll, where everything will end. So. Um, I just, the okay. stupid rooster crown. The, he's just, like, the fact that they both carry those pieces yeah, separately. Yeah, crazy. For, like so many books <laughs> like through all of this stuff they still have them and the fool has like pieced it back together with his blood it's just like <laughs> all the things like it's the that's like all happening to the fool like up until this point like that's what was happening while they were making bombs and like hugging Burrich and stuff it's just so and then the fact that it's just like a bunch of fucking minstrels from like the dragon time. You are not invited. Fitz is just like, what the fuck is this? Seems so pointless, but it's so necessary. It's like the equivalent of like, like, I don't know. In the future, you're like, what is this? And you open it up, it's like a shitty like YouTube video. <laughs> like, you're like, well, I like the fact that like, you know, the actual purpose of the rooster crown like does not actually matter. No, they're just using it's it. Like, just the fact that it helps him put the fool back and then gets Fitz's memories back by offering it to the dragon. Well, it's always been about hacking this elderling magic. And that's what I mean about like, I don't think that the elderlings did a really good job of sharing their technology because no one knows how to use it. 
True. And because, but it's it's due to the fact that they don't know how to use it that they're able to misuse it in these wonderful ways. Like if they knew that it was just like, yeah, they'd ignore it uh, and they wouldn't gif. care. Yeah, it's like it's like a gif of a poem. Like it's like mm-hmm. it's nothing. Who gives a shit? But somehow he's able to use it to do this amazing magic. And he spends all this time getting called changer and getting called changer and being told like you're the catalyst, you're the one that does the things. And then he's like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. I am changer. I love when he's just like, live. I command you to live. <laughs> Take my life. I like when, I like when he's like when they switch places and the fool's just like, "What the fuck is happening?" He's like, I don't this like it like, in it's here. Fine. It's like, this it's is fine. Bad. He's like, I feel depressed for the first time in my life. Is this because of the structure of your brain? It's like maybe. <laughs> you know what? I would like to see. I would like to see. That fucking map that has everything on it that goes from Claris yeah. to somewhere far north of the six duchies. Mm-hmm. I want the full map. With all the, all the skill pillars. Yeah, where's that map, Robin Hub? Why isn't that in the front of our books? Why don't we get any, like, secondary information? Like, how come we don't have, like, a list of Fedrin's bullshit and... A mini book of recovered Tom Badgerlock writings and the White Prophet book. And well, shit, she only re- wrote sixteen books. How many do you want? <laughs> I mean, I want as much I as I can get, stuff. but like, I could, yeah, I could. Doesn't see. she want a money? I'm just saying. Doesn't she also? We want, want my the money? world book, is what we want. We want the world book. We want like maps. I want. I Except, know. you know what it would be? It'd be like fucking Summer Hall, and like half of it would be burned up <laughs> and like taped back together by Shade. Oh, Shade. <laughs> he really shines in this section in a fun way where he's like the fun uncle. Yeah. <laughs> so the next section is like the best and worst. And uh-huh. how far does it get? Because you're like Fitz carrying dead fool. And then, but now he's healed. So it gets all the way to his healing. Um, I believe twenty nine. Twenty nine is, is feathers, feathers in a fool's, fool's cap. Mm. Yeah. So that that ends with my my favorite line that infuriates me. That I have I never felt to... less of a man than I did so. Did so, yes. <laughs> the worst. And then, what does he say about Riddle in this next chapter, where he's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't think we'll ever be easy with each other ever again." And I'm like, "You better try harder." <laughs> they they get there in the end. Well, there. he's like, he says to Molly, like, "Oh, I don't know how I feel about him being so familiar with her," and she's just like, "Ah." Uh... like, "I think a horse has left the barn on that yeah. one." <laughs> like you did this, Fitz, by making him your errand boy. Yeah. Alrighty, well, let's uh, end on that. Good luck reading. I know it will be emotional, but we will work it out together next next week. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bye. Bye. bye.